Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere. Welcome into the Saturday, Saturday, Saturday edition of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller and Danny G. As we're hanging out with you all weekend long, fresh audio content every single day, never before heard audio content on this the twenty seventh day now of the month of January. And let's try to look at what's going on today. Is it not a good day for holidays, those goofy holidays? There, it, there's one holiday, though, that caught my attention today on this Saturday. It is Thomas Crapper Day, Danny. <laughs> so, uh, that's, a, that's a wonderful story. I love the word crap, and we can thank Thomas Crapper for the word crap. What if the guy that invented the modern toilet. Uh, well, I guess he wasn't. He, he actually wasn't the guy that invented the toilet. He he perfected it. He didn't invent it, but he perfected it. But he's the guy we know as the guy from the toilet. He finished off the doo-doo pie. He flushed it down is what he did. Yeah. <laughs> this is the, the death anniversary of this guy who was a plumber in England and a businessman, Thomas Crapper who was not the guy that invented the toilet. That is a misconception that is common. That's the Mandela effect that people believe. If everyone believes that you invented something, you invented it. Uh, But he promoted it. He fixed it up and all that. 
And the original flush toilet, it was okay, but Crapper added. He added a little more razzmatazz to the toilet, and uh, he saved water by adding in that ball cock. Danny? Uh, you know, uh, I'm not sure you can say that due to FCC regulations. Oh, there's no FCC on podcasts. They don't give a crap about podcasts. See, a crap. See, I said crap. Thomas Crapper. <laughs> Uh, and uh, anyways, design saved a bunch uh, of water and all that. And uh, it is a day to celebrate Thomas Crapper and uh, the uh, wonderful Crapper Day. And that is uh, this is wonderful. His name becoming synonymous with shit, uh, which is just just wonderful, just great. And his device, I mean, he's been dead for a long time, but that's still the that's still the go to toilet, although they have. Uh, they've added to that with the uh, the spray spray, the spritz spritz toilet, you know, where they get the water, the duvet. Is that what they call it? I think that's what they go. Is that what they call it? Yeah. Yeah. Those things are scary. Yeah. My wife added them, and I got to tell you, once you cross over to the dark side, Danny, once you cross over the Rubicon to the to the water in the toilet, it's it's the way to go because you save money on the – Toilet paper. You don't use much toilet paper. It's much, uh, I think it's more, much more hygienic. Uh, but if you had told me 15 years ago or 10 years ago that I would be at the age I'm at now using that, I would say uh, no way. <laughs> but uh, here we are. So this is our Saturday podcast. I, I want to begin with a, a story of supersonic fast pain. Now, as you know, Danny, and you listening know, uh, that uh, hanging out here doing uh, the, the radio show, and we get the TV show, which is going to be aired uh, again today all over the place. Check your local cable listings distributed by NBC. Benny versus the Penny. Benny versus the Penny. I'd l- love for you to check that out. That would be really cool. Uh, so, uh, nonetheless, Danny, uh, one of the things I've been doing a lot of, and it's just kind of my Michigas, is fasting. Right. Not eating for a day and then eating. And uh, lately, I've tried to extend things out a little bit. We're getting close to the end of Benny versus the Penny. We have one more episode. But I know that I don't look great on TV. I realize that. And I'm so paranoid. I was like, okay, how can I help myself out? So I'm like, well, if I don't eat before the show for like a day, I'm in good shape. And then lately, I've been extending it out even further. And uh, this week, this past week here, I took things to the next level. Had a 74-hour fast. I thought you were going to say you laid in a tanning bed. Well, that's Tom Looney, actually. <laughs> yeah. If you have not seen Benny versus the Penny this weekend, uh, let me know in the comment section on the pod, on the review, when you give us the five stars. Let us know. Uh, let me know what you think of Looney and what he wore on television uh, this weekend. It's quite quite the look, uh, quite quite the look there. And I think what he wore is either from 1991 or 1989, but I'm not sure. You'd have to be the judge of that. I know it's not from any time past the year 2000. <laughs> so get to the point. So I'm doing this this whole fast Michigas, right? I got this thing going on. So I go, I fast for 74 days. And uh, I fast from I my my eat on Monday afternoon, and then I don't eat Tuesday, I don't eat Wednesday, and I don't eat until late in the day 
on Thursday, because we taped the TV show on Thursday, so I wait till after that. I usually take a nap, uh, a couple-hour nap, and then I'll eat. So fine, whatever. It's my thing. It's not your thing. It's my thing. Okay. So I know when I fast for more than a couple of days that my body, when I eat, it reacts where you uh, you, you end up uh, having some issues. Uh, because you you lose certain fluids uh, right away because your body's used to not all of a sudden not having food, then it gets food, and I don't know the science behind it. You might know the science. Maybe you're you listening know more about that than me, and I don't know exactly the inner workings. But all I know, and I think it's a combination with not having a gallbladder. I think that's part of the issue. I don't know that this happens to people that fast normally who have their gallbladder, but I don't have mine. Mine got chopped out of me several years back, so I don't have it. So. Uh, this when I start eating, it kind of goes through me. Anyway, not to get too graphic, but I know big gallbladder exactly. So I know Danny that I've got about an hour. I've got about an hour, and then after that, things are going to go bad. I'm going to have to run to the uh, the crapper. Right? I'm going to have to run to the crapper with Thomas Crapper. So I know that. But then the other thing that happens once I do that, once I go to the bathroom real quick, but usually within an hour. Sometimes 30 minutes, usually within an hour, about an hour. I, I go take care of business. And we all do every day. Uh, we're supposed to do it every day. So then the next thing that happens is I start getting cramps, like muscle cramps in my legs. Sometimes my arms, but usually my legs because of the fluids that I've lost and all that. Um, and it's it's like really bad like it's really i mean it's really nasty and this week because i did a little extra i went 74 hours and then ate a decent sized meal uh it uh it became uh came a problem so i'm, I'm kind of squirming I'm, I'm i'm getting ready for the overnight show on thursday night and this starts hitting me muscle cramps and i'm like oh crap you know I said his name again, uh, and I, I'm all all messed up. And so I, I text uh, the, the wife. I'm like, hey, can you get me one of that? We got these uh, packets. I don't know if you know. I think I've talked about these things on the show. Maybe not. But they're hydration packets. Have you seen these things? They have like Costco and different stores. So yeah, I've used those before. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it's like it's like drinking one of them is like drinking eight cups of water. They oh, taste kind of nasty, though. Yeah, they got a weird taste. There's different flavors. You can buy a big bag at Costco. That's where we got our bag at Costco. So fine, I've got these things. So you need to consume a lot of water very quickly to get your body kind of back regulated to stop the muscle cramps. So I had pro, I'd been proactive because I know how this works. I've been doing this a while. Uh, I think I'm over three consecutive years of fasting now. Not this long usually, but it's it's over a thousand, thousand something days, which I think is three years. Anyway, whatever, doesn't matter. So. I, I I preemptively took one of these hydration packets, thinking that once I had to go take care of business and I'd lose all these fluids, I wouldn't have cramps. Well, I had cramps. And I text the wife. I was like, hey, can you bring me one of these hydration things? I'm kind of in bad shape up, you know, up in the uh, studio. And uh, she wasn't home. <laughs> she was out uh, running some errands. Don't! I had to sit there, Danny. I couldn't. I couldn't even stand up. It, the muscle pain when my legs was that bad, and I just had to take it. You know, I just had to take the agony, the supersonic fast pain. I just had to deal, deal with it, and it was, oh, my God. It was uh, very agonizing, and then eventually it kind of it slowed down, 
And then I went and got one of the hydration packets. And after that, it wasn't too bad. But it was, you know, was it Arkansas basketball back in the day in the 90s? They had the, was it 40 minutes of uh, whatever? Remember they had the, the thing, 40 minutes of hell or whatever? This was about like 10 minutes of uh, of agony, of, of pure, pure agony. Does it kind of feel like the leg cramp in the middle of the night because you stretch your leg too hard? Have you ever had that where it balls uh, up? No, I don't know if I've had exactly that. Oh, man, that's excruciating pain. Yeah, it's pretty bad. This was this was one of the worst ones I've had. Uh, so, but you know, it's a it's a good thing because I'll eat I'll eat good this weekend. I ate pretty well yesterday, and I'll have some good meals today. And then once Monday comes around, I'll stop eating again. So, so. <laughs> now, did you scream for ten minutes? There was a murder happening. I was like, I was thinking, well, this might be the way I die. It's just going to keep going up my body. I'm like, this is the worst thing in the world. I mean, yeah. oh, so bad. And oh, my God. But nah, I live to do another podcast. So actually two podcasts this is our second one since that since that happened. What what about your world, Danny? What, what, is, what is wild and wacky? In our exciting lives of broadcasting, Ben, the big happening for me this past week was that the water bottle shipment arrived. Yay. Now, I know everybody thinks that this is probably because of the pink Stanley cup craze. Remember how people were beating each other up inside Target to get one of these stupid Stanley cups? Fans lining up at Target stores before sunrise just to snag one. Yeah, there have been people stealing them. and Yeah. yeah. And, and our daughter, out of nowhere, she asked her mom, she's like, can you buy me one of those pink Stanleys? My wife told her, I'll buy you a Flanley. You ain't getting a Stanley. <laughs> She's like, what's a Flanley? And she said, a fake Stanley. That's what you're going to get. And it's funny because all, all of us, you know, old enough to remember Stanley, we think of our parents or our grandparents with those old coffee canisters. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and isn't there a Stanley, uh, like, what am I thinking of? Like, uh, const- not construction, but like, uh, yeah, something like, yeah, I, I remember seeing like the, the, me- the, uh, Stanley tape measures and things like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's, that's what we think of. We think of like construction crap. Exactly. I think I like going to Home Depot or something and seeing that. Yeah. So these are limited edition pink cups, right? That's why they're so right. Popular. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's really popular to have your own big cup that you carry around and you, fill it with ice and water or it also can keep things hot for a long time we had last year about august i had to start thinking forward about the little promotions budget that we have in the daytime because we don't have guests which i like our boss at the network said you can either have your little budget for you know famous people to come on your show and we pay them or you can use that for your Nerf footballs. And I said, boom, Nerf footballs all day. Sure. Once we got to about August, I was on my last big box of Nerf footballs for Covino and Rich. So I had to start thinking. I saw Spot, our video producer, sitting in the studio that day, and he had a serious XM Covino and Rich water bottle. And I thought to myself, I know what I'll do. Take that idea slap Fox sports radio on it and I'll get, you know, a shipment of these water bottles in. Okay. Before this whole Stanley craze, Mm -hmm. but 
you know, we didn't have the uh, the budget until the new year. A couple days ago, I get an email from our office manager upstairs saying, you got a shipment of six boxes. What's in the box? We were excited. We rip open the first box, and there is the brand new Swiggy is the brand. Stainless steel water bottles. They came out really nice, like a metallic blue color. Uh, obviously, I wasn't able to order as many uh, of these as I ordered footballs because they they cost more to make. Yeah. Uh, then I made an error. I and and you know I'm glad it was kind of like a good error, but I thought, well, I should give everybody, and I have one for you, by the way. I thought I should give everybody on the staff one of these things. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah. then I start passing them out, and uh -oh. I'm doing an inventory list to tape onto the box. And quickly, Ben, within a day, I've already passed out 25 of these suckers because there's a lot of damn people working in our building. Oh, man. See, you should work. If you work at night, there's no one there. So you don't have to worry about right. it. You got crickets. In the daytime, I'm, I'm, you know, I had to give them to the editors because they'd see me give it to the update anchor who yeah. saw me give it to the guy that does our production. His production assistant came in, so I had to give him one. Sure. And so by the time... That first box was open. I emptied the first box and Covino and Rich were kind of looking at me because they saw me going back and forth to the box. And I was like, oh, shit, I think I opened up a box of worms here. Oh, man. So you <laughs> are these just for the people in the building? Or are you going to give these to listeners? The same way we did the Nerf footballs for our trivia on Mondays and Tuesdays. OK. And also some podcast reviews here and there. Probably average giving one away per week to a listener. Okay. Well, that'd be a great thing to get. Yeah, that'd be pretty yeah. useful. You can actually use the damn thing. Giving them out to the staff. I got to finish that. And I was thinking, shit, this is almost going to cut my inventory in half. Wow. But yeah, but you're, you're giving people that work that you're helping morale at Fox Sports yeah. Radio. Dan. Everybody's reaction to this was so good that I thought, shit, I should have just saved these all year and given them out as Christmas gifts. Well, it would have been better than the Christmas gift I got from the company. So that would have been uh, been very nice. Not that I'm ripping anybody. I'm just I'm just saying, you know, it would have been better than nothing. You know, it would have been nice. Uh, so I, speaking of this, I saw that Target is firing their uh, the people at work who've been apparently they've these uh, these pink Stanley Cups. Uh, these things are so popular that people have been people that work at Target when the shipment comes in, they they end up buying like all of them before they go on the shelves and uh so oh, that way they could sell them on the secondary market yeah everyone seems to be obsessed with this cup yeah they're a, yeah. a bunch of creeps yeah it's tough you know but hey, if you're working at target you're not making that much money but you shouldn't be you, you can't be doing that there probably needs to be a limit on how many each employee can can snag away from the public yeah you're fired at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Time now for the metaphor of the week. <laughs> yes. We've the changed. metaphor of the week? Yes. The metaphor. <laughs> oh, man. You're going deep with this segment. The, the metaphor <laughs> of the week. <laughs> what the hell? Why not? Um, so the metaphor of the week here is the elephant in the room. Now, I've changed this up over the years. I like to say Komodo dragon in the room, which is a spinoff of the elephant in the room. And I was like, I was thinking about this the other day during the week. And I'm like, hey, you know, I use this a lot in monologues and just in my regular dialogue, my lexicon. I use that phrase a lot. And I'm I'm a fan of metaphors. I love metaphors. I think we all do. That's how we communicate. Right. We it's a wonderful thing that we as human beings have come up with these metaphors. We say things that are completely opposite of what we mean, but we all understand what we're saying. So the origin story of the phrase elephant in the room goes back to the 1800s. It goes back to the early 1800s. It was a fable written by Ivan Kreloff, I believe is how you say his name. It was called, and it still is, The Inquisitive Man. Now, the fable tells the story of a man who goes to a museum, and he notices all sorts of tiny things, but he does not, does not realize the elephant at the museum, and that phrase became a uh, you know a, a regular phrase in, in people's lexicons over years, and different contexts and whatnot. It was first recorded use, the first recorded use of it, uh, in the kind of the modern way, it was in the New York Times many many years back, when it said financing schools have become a problem about equal to having an elephant in the living room. It's so big, you just can't ignore it. And uh, the phrase went into general use much earlier than that New York Times story. Uh, There was a a story in a publication in Britain from 1915, but it was out there in the early 1800s. And it's been mimicked in all kinds of different cultures and languages. They have a version of the elephant in the room. So I thought that was that was interesting. Yeah. It started with a fable from uh, Ivan uh, Kreloff, K-R-Y-L-O-V, in uh, 1814. I don't think you'll get upset with me, Eddie. Uh, I called you Eddie. Danny. Oh, my God. There's a Freudian slip. I don't think you'll get upset with me, Danny. How about shut up? Uh, if 
if I mispronounce the guy's name, because uh, why not? It's uh, hey. yeah, you didn't call him by the wrong first name, and he's dead anyway. So I don't think. <laughs> but I like that metaphor because kind of like our breaking news sounder at the network. Yeah. Whenever a conversation starts with, "Okay, let's address the elephant in the room," gets everybody's attention because something good is coming after that. Yeah, uh, sure, and uh, and uh, sometimes. It's not good, though. If you say the elephant in the room, usually you start out with a, I like to compliment sandwich, right? Well, let's get together. Oh, you guys are doing really good. By the way, your ratings suck. But I think, yeah, you're wearing a nice shirt today. Uh, you know, it's like that kind of thing. But uh, anyway. Uh, we, we, <laughs> let's let's address the elephant in the room. Yes, we're changing format. Uh, you're all fired, but. <laughs> no, gonna... you're not all fired, wink, wink. <laughs> yes. Uh, at least we don't work in the newspaper business. I'll tell you that, Danny. My God, I got friends that work in that world. That is uh, that is not good. That is not good. Pop goes the culture is good. So that means our buddy, Ohio Al. Ohio Al. Thank you, Ohio. A little pop culture. Mix that in to the the fun pop goes the culture. Uh, there's a new video that has uh, made the rounds on the interweb that claims that n- it has 92% accuracy. It shows what the world looks like through various animal eyes. Have you seen this? It's it's bouncing around here. Maybe uh. not. Uh, I don't know. You think this is legit? How do they know? They claim they know, but how you don't know unless you're a dog or a cow what they see. Yeah, this is kind of like, have you ever seen where they show supposedly what it looks like when a newborn is looking at people? Yes, yes, a kind of foggy kind of yeah, kind of Yeah, like it's not clear yet and it's all the colors aren't there and all of that, but I want to know how they got to that conclusion. Yeah, I agree. I don't, you don't know. You have no idea. You, to me, it's like bull bull junk uh, is what it is. Well, speaking of bull junk, uh, I thought this was satire when I saw it. I thought, well, this, this can't be real. When you get Animal Thunderdome going, is that happening, by the way, this, this year? Animal Thunderdome? Is that? It is going to happen by January 2025. I'm sure oh, okay. of it. I'm sure. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, so this is from... A professor of philosophy at Rowan University in New Jersey who has written a paper claiming that animals should be allowed to vote. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, philosophy professor. He outlined his idea for a voting system for animals. And he uh, he says, don't use the word pet. Say animal rights. Uh, this, this guy who's an animal rights activist says, do not use the word pet. So it's these people. How do these people live amongst us, Danny? Seriously, yeah. How do they live amongst us? I, I'd love to know. Like, how many how many psychedelic drugs does one have to do to get to the point where I think a dog should be able to vote? Last week, I bought a dog and I named him Emotion. Seriously, here's one that would have problems getting up to go vote. They they couldn't get to the polls right now, Ben. Did you see what what's going on with the Gators in North Carolina? No, what's going on? So there's been photos and videos shared in North Carolina. Alligators are frozen because temperatures dip just enough for the surface to freeze. 
alligators are seen there with just the tips of their noses sticking up through the water while the rest of their bodies are frozen underneath. They're dead. They're alive. That's why their nose is sticking up to give them air. So what happens is they literally thaw out. Really? So they're like bears hype about bears going to yeah. but they're wow. Yeah, in instead of hibernation, it's called brumation. It's no it's, it's like hibernation, but alligators enter into this frozen state when the water freezes. Yeah, Their metabolic funny. rate slows down and they become lethargic, according to the South Carolina Aquarium. Once they enter that period, they don't eat, but they continue to drink to avoid dehydration. It lasts for about four to five months, depending on how long the water temperature remains cold. That's wild. I didn't know anything about that. Now, my question is, does any dope go up and start punching their nose? <laughs> what would happen if you did? Yeah, because they're come? stuck. Oh, man. That's pretty wild. Not, I have not seen that. I, I know it does get cold in part of South Carolina. And, I, and I've seen videos of golf courses with giant gators walking around golf courses in South South Carolina. Where do the gators stop? Is it South Carolina? Is that the, the end of it? Is it? Are they in North um, Carolina? Where, where's the point? And why do they not go any further? Is it because of the weather? I, I don't know. I will have to look that up. See, that's a question Clay would ask me yeah. if I read this story on the Animal Thunderdome, oh. um, which is why. And I know he throws a lot of curveballs, Ben. So normally when I have a story like this, I have to do my due diligence ahead of time. And like I get the most commonly asked questions about that story written on a sheet of paper. That way I can sound like somewhat of a brainiac. Oh, the smartest guy in the room. The smartest yeah. guy. In the well, room. I don't got to worry about that till January of 25, though. I think 2026 would be a good year for that. You want to take a guess how many robocalls are made in America each year? Scammers. Take a guess. Oh, man. Uh, it's got to be something like 10 million. Uh, much, much more than that. Now, the U.S. population in uh, 2023, the U.S. population here, or 2024 now, we're in the new year, the population in the United States is, what are we looking at, 330-something million? I think I'm right on that, right around, give or take, maybe closer to 340 million now because people are having babies again. So whatever, it's 330, 340 million people. The claim is that Americans have received 78 billion what? robocalls in the last, you know, each year. They get 78 million billion on average, according to a what new report. And it, it's funny how this works. Like the politicians have done a few things to try to stop robocalls, but not much. It's like token gestures. But now they're starting to pay attention. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, why are they starting to pay attention? Because there is a story that's been going on. This is an election year here in the U.S., and an AI clone voice of President Biden was used on robocalls urging New Hampshire Democrats not to vote in the primary. And so now all of a sudden they're like, wait a minute, this could affect the election. So does anyone get a robocall and say, okay, I better not vote because I got a robocall. Like, who does that? Uh, Are there people that stupid? I guess the answer is yes. But Americans lose $65 billion every year from phone scammers. That is nuts. Damn. So 78 billion robocalls leads to 65 billion in lost money by Americans. That means the scam, that's got to be one of the easiest hustles to get, right? Because there was a documentary, and I forget the name of it. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or not. It was an HBO documentary, I believe it was HBO, about the police associations that were bogus that would call people up for donations. And it was kind of that thing. It was like the same... Although they were actually people, they had call centers, but it was scamming people out of money on the phone, and, and I think that stuff became automated. But that is that is a bananas uh, story, almost as bananas as that AI Taylor Swift porn, Danny. Which is yeah, bananas. I know. I, I've seen those photos. They say that the uh, on on X over twenty two million views of Taylor Swift made up um, different. Uh, clips and whatnot on on social and, and they were asking the question will anyone actually be prosecuted like what would the crime be like what would you get in trouble for it's ai it's not real it's ai and if you went to court what would the defense be it's art or something like that or like how would you i don't know how that would work i'm sure there's a defense you come up with that might get you out of that uh but who uh who knows I, and and we have a follow-up to the george carlin story we talked about this ai generated comedy special oh that's right his daughter was in the news about that yeah well there has the george carlin estate has sued the creators of the ai generated comedy special how long does that estate thing last like carlin died a number of years ago like is there an estate of babe ruth it probably is I would guess as long as they have living relatives. Okay. Uh, They've sued the creators of the AI-generated comedy special. And uh, this is a supposedly one of those turning point lawsuits. It's a key lawsuit over 
AI and celebrities and uh, the, the daughter, Kelly Carlin, said, we have to draw a line in the sink. And uh, she said, uh, George Carlin, the special title, George Carlin, I'm glad I'm dead, was the uh, the thing. I didn't yeah. know. And I saw, I heard a little clip, but I didn't see the the thing. So, did Carlin make a shit ton of money, Ben? I I would think that he was really at his peak when. I, well, I guess he was one of the heavyweights, but I'm interested to know what his net worth was when he passed. Yeah, I don't know the answer. I he did do very well as he got older. I mean, he his career kind of flamed out for a while, and then it came back as he got older. And he had a bunch of HBO comedy specials, which I'm sure pay a lot of money. It says he was worth $10 million at the time of his death. All right, so I think what we're going to do here, and when did he die? It was a long time ago, right? 10 years yeah, ago? Yeah, let's see. When did he die? 2008. Oh, God, it's been that long. Yeah, it says, though not as high as some other famous comedians, his wealth was a testament to his enduring popularity and success in the industry. All right, so 2008, right? You said that. Uh, 10... Million. I'm, I'm turning to our trusty friend Danny, the inflation calculator. Oh, I love this thing. And we'll go we'll set the year to 2024. We'll go back 16 years. Uh, okay. So uh, that 10 million, if he was worth 10 million when he died, that's worth 14, 14 million dollars in today's money. So it's not, it's not a gazillionaire, but yeah, you're, you're doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. How about that? Just in 16 years, it's gone up 41%. That's yeah, I'm sure his family has spent some of that money in those years. You think? Like by knickknacks? <laughs> <or> to, to <laughs> to- A couple of trips to Hawaii, probably. Yeah, give or take. Yeah. All right. We'll get out. Anything you got going on today? It's Saturday. Danny, no NFL games today because that's tomorrow with the championship games and all that. So anything going on with you? Yeah, it's a day of rest and uh probably uh, get my butt into the garage and see if I can continue to organize, man, uh, you, you think I've been waiting a long time for the animal Thunderdome. I've been waiting even longer to have an organized garage. Yeah. And it'll get organized. If it's like, it's like the Maller mansion, our garage, we'll, we'll organize it. And then six months later, we'll have to organize it again because it's a freaking freaking nightmare. It's a disaster. How's little G doing, by the way, we haven't gotten a little G update on, on, uh, on how your kids doing. Koa's doing good today, but a couple days ago, that was not the case, Ben. He had his very first allergic reaction to something. Oh, what is he allergic to? I want to know. He's allergic to some lavender softener that my wifey was using on our laundry. Oh, okay. Yeah, because she was holding him up against her sweater, which was washed in this new softener, and half his face swelled up and broke out. Poor guy, he got almost what looked like an eye infection. So we had to rush down and get some baby Benadryl. A couple hours later, the swelling went down, and finally a day later, all the redness went away. Man, all right. Yeah, it's scary because, you know, we had to backtrack. Like, what did we feed him? What did he eat? Because he's been trying out new food. My wife gave him some mashed up sweet potatoes that they sell for babies, and he spit it out. He spit it on her. Solid. <laughs> I'm not a fan of this. Bye. Like you suck as parents. You suck. <laughs> Just use the, the most generic laundry detergent you can possibly use, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to get that kind that has no scent, no crap in it. The natural stuff. 
Yeah, that's that's what we actually use because right? uh, my wife's pretty not a baby, but pretty sensitive to that stuff. All right, we'll get out. Have a wonderful rest of your day today. Thank you all. The Mailbag Podcast on Championship Sunday in the NFL. You kidding me? Tomorrow we'll talk to you then. Later, skater. Bye, Felicia. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.